0: I am Reverend Leslie Watson Wilson, the National Director of African American Religious Affairs at People for the American Way, and on behalf of the family of faith standing here with me, we are pro-choice, we are pro-faith, and we're here to offer this blessing to you. May we always see goodness, holiness in one another. Say amen. Amen. May we always stand in solidarity with one another. Say amen. Amen. May we always remember that the, moral, that the moral arc of history is long and that we are, each, each of us, called to do work that bends toward justice. Say amen. Amen. May we always remember that there is no I, my, or me liberation, but we, are and us, bound, intertwined, and interdependent. Say amen. Amen. May we always make a way to help each other to be of service in the work that's ahead. Say amen. Amen. May we always be for one another beacons of light illuminating the way of one another when the road feels dark. Amen. Amen. May we always find courage when we need to be courageous. Amen. Amen. May we always find comfort when we need to be comforted. Amen. Amen. May we all may we encourage those who are discouraged. Amen. Amen. May we be healed and offer healing. Amen. Amen. May we be resilient and steadfast. Amen. Amen. May we seek the strength that's needed to love those who curse us, to love those who do good, to to hate us, to send affirming thoughts toward those who persecute us. Amen. Amen. May we build a world together that is more just and more whole. Amen. Amen and lastly may we each be a blessing today to each other and to everyone today and tomorrow amen
1: amen amen Amen. Amen. and who's coming up next welcome to NARAL's the morning after each week our podcast brings you the latest on reproductive health care progressive politics and the fight to keep abortion safe and legal You can listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, YouTube, and on our website at ProChoiceOhio.org. The program also airs each Friday morning at 9 on WGRN 94.1 in Columbus, Ohio. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at ProChoiceOH. NARAL's The Morning After is a production of NARAL ProChoice Ohio. Enjoy the show!
2: Hi, I'm Gabe. This week the US Supreme Court heard oral arguments in a case centering on abortion restrictions that could eventually have implications for the entire country. As the Supreme Court began proceedings in June versus Russo, pro choice activists from across the country rallied outside. We'll be sharing audio from that event in today's episode. Organized by the Center for Reproductive Rights, the rally featured speakers that included abortion patients, clinic owners, legal experts, members of the U.S. House and Senate, and clergy, including Reverend Leslie Watson Wilson, whose benediction you heard at the top of the show. The Louisiana law at issue in the June v. Russo case is identical to the Texas law that was struck down by the U.S. Supreme Court in these ways. It mandates a 30-mile admitting privilege requirement. It provides a medical benefit to patients seeking abortion care. It harms patients' health by shutting down clinics. And it includes a devious intention to deny people abortion care the june case is clearly being brought forth to test the new makeup of the u.s supreme court including justice brett kavanaugh the event was emceed by the always amazing renee bracy sherman heard here
3: so as i said i had an abortion when i was 19. it was honestly one of the best decisions of my life I was simply not ready to become a parent, and that's really all you need to know! So, I'm really excited to be here. Obviously, over the last 10 years, it's been really difficult to see all of the restrictions on abortion access, but we have never backed down from a fight. We have stood up. We have defended clinics. We're my clinic escorts in! We have always, we have shared our stories. We will not be counted out. We will be heard. And here's the thing which you need to remember. Every single one of you loves someone who's had an abortion. And that is why you're here.
4: That is why you're in this fight.
2: <laughs> the rally included some star power, including Elizabeth Banks, actress and member of the Center for Reproductive Rights Creative Council
5: the privilege of always knowing I could access abortion care. Just knowing I would never be forced to carry a child I did not want, knowledge that men carry 24-7, left me free to dream, free to pursue, free to become the woman I am standing here today. But abortion care cannot be just a privilege, reserved for those in the right state, the right economic class. It must be a right. An equitable society that values all women, all people, our freedom, our ability to make decisions about our bodies and our lives depends on that right. I'm a professional storyteller who is also chair of the Center for Reproductive Rights Creative Council. And I believe that our stories have power. They are our power. I believe that stories change culture, and if we can change culture, we can change laws. And we must tell our stories to erode stigma, around abortion in our culture. As my friend Lindy West so beautifully writes, stigma breeds silence, and silence is a vacuum that abortion opponents can fill with whatever stories they like, but not today, instead today We are taking the opportunity to present reproductive freedom, including abortion, for exactly what it is, no less than liberty itself. Abortion is normal. Abortion is healthcare. Abortion is freedom. Abortion is our human right. We all love someone who's had an abortion. Because the truth about abortion is that people need abortions, and always will. You cannot legislate abortion out of existence. You can only control who has safe abortions and who has dangerous ones. Who is considered a full, autonomous person in the eyes of her government? And who is state controlled? Who is free and who is not? The truth is, the kind of a person who has an abortion is everyone. People have abortions across party lines, geographic lines, religious lines, class lines, racial lines, people of all genders have abortions, rural people have abortions, people of faith have abortions. Anti-choice people have abortions and as my friend Lindy West likes to say, we are here today fighting for them too. The truth is 7 in 10 Americans support access to safe, legal abortion and we need to make that support visible. That's what all of you are doing here today, thank you. Continue to tell your stories. Use this power so that we all have the power to determine our own futures and be free. Thank you.
2: The rally included several members of Congress, including Barbara Lee.
6: Thank you, Renee. Good morning, everyone. We shouldn't have to be here once again, but we are. And I tell you one thing, I have to thank all of you so much for being here and for really making sure that this Supreme Court understands that we're not going to let anti-choice politicians continue their extreme and anti-science attack on abortion care. We're not going to let them do it. I have to thank our groups from Louisiana who are on the ground each and every single day fighting against this law. Thank you for your work and for your activism, Louisiana. And yes, I co-chaired the Pro-Choice Caucus with my sister Congresswoman Diana DeGette, and you know what? We have the largest Pro-Choice Caucus ever in history, ever in history. And so we are fighting tooth and nail to make sure that everyone has access to the care they need, regardless of income, race, or zip code. Now, let me be clear. We already know that this law is unconstitutional. In 2016, the Supreme Court ruled that an identical law in Texas was unconstitutional. The only thing that has changed has been the makeup of this court. Louisiana's admitting privilege law has nothing to do with patient health and safety. Nothing to do with patient health and safety. It does not make patients safer. This year, this is yet another deceptive, deploy, excuse me, ploy by the anti-choice politicians whose goal is to eliminate access to abortion care. But you're not going to let that happen, are you? No! Now, I remember the days of back alley abortions. We're not going to let them take us back there. Trump and his anti-choice cronies want to take us back when young women, young girls, low-income patients, and people of color died. But we're not going to let that happen. That's exactly who will be hit hardest by this law low-income patients, communities of color, who already face huge barriers to care. And so we're here to fight against these ongoing attacks on comprehensive reproductive health care. These abortion bans, and you know this, they're dangerous, they're wrong, and they're deadly. They're deadly. They have an outsized impact on the most vulnerable especially for people of color and people who need evidence-based care the most. So we will not allow this administration to bully us into silence. Health care is a human right, it's a human right. And that includes reproductive health care. So today we're here to stand for doctors and their patients, are you with us? Are we standing for science and evidence today? Are we standing for reproductive justice and freedom? And are we going to let the Supreme Court know that we're not going to let them take us back to the days of back alley abortions? Are we going to let them know that and we're going to win? Thank you again. Protect abortion access. Thank you for being here.
2: Unite for reproductive and gender equity was represented by Kimberly Inez McGuire.
1: I am Kimberly Inez McGuire, the executive director of Unite for Reproductive and Gender Equity. We are the only national reproductive justice organization that centers the voices and leadership of young people. And we are building a young people's movement for reproductive justice by centering the leadership of those most impacted by abortion bans and restrictions. Young people of color, young queer and trans folks, and people living in the South and Midwest. Who here is from the South or the Midwest? We defend abortion, we transform culture, and we build power where the challenges and opportunities are greatest. I wanna tell you about our vision. We envision a liberated world where we can live with justice, love freely, express our genders and sexuality, have sex for pleasure, and define and create families of our choosing. And as long as abortion is stigmatized, criminalized, and banned, we are prevented from making that vision a reality. I'm here today to say our futures are not up for debate. Each of us must make our own decisions about our bodies, whether and when to become a parent, period. We are not truly free until we can make our own decisions about our lives and our future, whether that's saying no to sexual harassment, something that a couple of the folks in this building might need to learn about. No to an unintended pregnancy, or yes to becoming a parent. Forcing someone to continue a pregnancy that they do not want is a violation of their basic humanity, dignity, and freedom. And while winning this decision is critically important, we know that we cannot wait for these courts to bring justice to our communities. We will only win by building power and demanding what we deserve. And we deserve better than the status quo, one in which the legal right to abortion means little if you are poor, if you are trans, if you are 16 years old, or if you simply live in a state like Alabama, Ohio, or Texas that has restricted abortion beyond reach for so many. We deserve better than restrictions, coverage bans, and forced parental involvement laws that target young people and deny them timely, confidential abortion care. The future that I am fighting for and the future that young people across this country are fighting for is one in which a young Latina, a black trans man, or a mom struggling to make ends meet can get safe abortion care with dignity. And that includes in a clinic on their college campus, or at home, covered by insurance without shame or lies, barriers or delays, and with the care and support that makes sense for that person. It's time to stop debating about us without us. It is time to listen to the people most affected by reproductive oppression, and make sure our communities are leading the way to liberation. Young people, women of color, we know what we need to thrive. We need free and just access to abortion, contraception, and prenatal care. We need liberation for queer and trans people. We need an end to mass incarceration and the criminalization of pregnancy and abortion. And we need justice for immigrants, including immigrants who may need abortion care. the court today, but tomorrow we will be in the streets. We will be in state capitals and the voting booth making our voices heard. Our futures are not up for debate, but they are ours to fight for and win together. Thank you.
2: Congresswoman Ayanna Presley was the first of two members of the infamous squad uh, to support reproductive rights. All
7: right, well, I don't know if y'all can see me, but I'm rocking my resistance leather. I came dressed for battle because we're still in one. I want to say thank you to my fellow reproductive justice warriors. My fellow disruptors and partners in good trouble lines in the trenches with y'all in this fight for our fundamental human rights and our shared humanity. We are here and we are ready. Can you hear us in there? I said we are here and we are ready. Ready to stand up, ready to fight back, ready to remind debate. As chair of the abortion rights and access task force alongside this first ever pro-choice majority Congress, we are saying no more. It ends with us. Abortion rights are human rights. Abortion care is health care. It. Reproductive justice is economic justice Woo! and reproductive justice is racial justice. Woo! Every person, every individual, regardless of income, sexual orientation, gender identity, deserves equitable access to comprehensive reproductive health care, including queer, trans Laws, laws that block individuals from exercising their reproductive freedom, they undermine the very nature of equality and disproportionately harm our lowest income communities, our black and brown sisters, our LGBTQ neighbors and persons living with disabilities. For generations, we have softened our language, we have moderated our tone, but no longer. And the other side might say we're angry, but as I've said many times before, there is nothing wrong with righteous rage. And I am outraged, and we are outraged, because this is outrageous. When women's bodies are more regulated than guns, this is outrageous. When women's health centers are shutting their doors as health care costs skyrocket and birth control remains out of reach, this is outrageous. We have a black maternal mortality crisis, where black women are four times more likely to die than white women, this is outrageous. And we have two alleged sexual predators on the bench of the highest court of the land with the power to determine our reproductive freedoms. I still believe Anita Hill. Christine Blazy Ford So yes, I am outraged because this is outrageous. Let us channel a righteous rage into voting power. The power to evict the occupant of this White House. To legislate our destiny. To affirm our collective liberation. I stand ready as a partner in this battle. To protect the will of the people and ensure every person has the right to self-determination over their reproductive health. The people united will never be defeated.
2: Congresswoman Judy Chu spoke.
8: What a sight I see before me. People from all across the country who are standing up and saying, we have the right to make our own decisions about our bodies. Abortion is health care. And like all health care, it should be our choice. But male politicians like Mike Pence, Donald Trump, and anti-choice extremists in Louisiana are trying to take a woman's constitutional right to choose away. But are we going to let them? No. We won't let them. We are here to put women And healthcare first. And that's why I know we are on the right side today. Louisiana's law is a blatant attack on a woman's ability to access an abortion. And we know this because Texas tried the same thing in 2016. The only thing that's changed in the last four years is Donald Trump and the justices that he's been able to name to the court. Well, four years and two anti-choice justices, one of which was only possible because Mitch McConnell stole that seat, is not enough to overturn Roe versus Wade. But laws like Louisiana's aim to make Roe versus Wade a thing of the past, while well, we have to fight. If states are allowed to eliminate abortion one by one, soon a woman's constitutional right for abortion will depend on her zip code. Is that right? No. That's not right, and that's why I introduce the Women's Health Protection Act. And if Roe versus Wade is struck down, it will make sure that reproductive rights are the law of this nation. And guess what? At 215 members of Congress, It is the most pro-choice bill ever in the history of this Congress. So even if the court waters down Roe versus Wade, a woman's right to choose will stand no matter what. We will not go back to the days of back alley abortions we will not let women die on the operating table we will not back down from our right to choose (laughs) we cannot stop and we we won't stop 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 We won't stop. We won't stop. We won't stop. stop. Thank you all.
2: The rally heard from Congresswoman Rashida Tlaib.
9: Let me tell you, this past year I realized, my, 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 are they obsessed with our bodies, how we talk, how we look, what we stand for. I mean, this type of policing of our bodies is so interconnected to all the social justice movements all around the country. I represent the third poorest congressional district in the country. This issue is an economic justice issue. This issue is a racial justice issue. And let me tell you, this obsession with our bodies. You know, I, in the legislature, in the Michigan legislature for six years, used to say people to people, yo, yo, you know what? You're so freaking obsessed with what I decide to do with my body. Maybe you shouldn't even want to have sex with me, or with you, or with any women. The power that we have over our bodies to push back and use that power and saying, enough is enough. We won't stand by for you to commercialize, for you to profit, for you to do all the things you do to what? To make us less than in this country. Because that's what it does. So I want you to know there is more of us than them. There are more of us that understand an interconnection with what we are standing up for today and why we have to continue to stand up for others and show up for others. Thank you for being here. Thank you to 13 District Strong for always being on the front lines of saying, doing nothing, saying nothing is not an option. And so as I come into Congress, in the majority, in the Democratic majority. No more excuses. We have to stand up. We have to repeal Hyde. We have to stand up. All salt on on our bodies, on women around this country and even globally. So I want you all to know, and this is not about slogans. This is not about these different messages. And these are all important. This is really the human impact of taking away this kind of choice from women, to trying to literally make it harder, make it more difficult, adding profit to it, all of that. This will take us back. This will take us back so much on all those fronts that we've been fighting for. So it's so critically important that you all stand up and stand up strongly. And I want you to know, don't you ever let them think that we can't win this fight. This fight is already won because you are on the streets demanding it. Transformative change does not happen in the halls of Congress, folks. It happens with you all, here, on the streets, demanding it. So please know this, because it's easy when they do it to us women. They will shush us. They will label us as radical, aggressive, combative, whatever it is. We have every freaking right to fight for our lives, for our bodies. And there is no excuses for anybody out there that says, we got to wait. I'm tired of you all telling me to wait. I'm tired of you all telling me that this is not the time to be fighting for this issue. Well, forget you, get your hands off my body, go have, go have sex with something else, right? I'm serious, I'm really being serious here. The control that we have over our bodies, the, the fact that they want to use us, to, 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 to commercialize us and everything. But when we say we want this choice, when we say we want equal pay, when we say all these things to make us equal, to give us that power, That's when, all of a sudden, hands are down and saying, I'm not with that. So I want you to know, please, do it on behalf of all the incredible women in my district that can't afford to come up here, that can't afford can't afford to leave their jobs in march today i know many of you have sacrificed to do this today but thank you for giving those women and all of the people in 13 districts strong a voice here at the capitol god i wish that people would understand how demoralizing dehumanizing all of this crap is every single time they stick these little changes and and, and issues that really have nothing to do but all controlling us, all trying to make us less equal. Well, I say enough is enough, and let me tell you, this movement is not going anywhere. It's just getting stronger with all of you. Thank you so much.
2: Reproductive Justice Organization Sister Song was represented by Leah Jones.
0: My name is Leah Jones, and I stand here representing Sister Song, Women of Color, Reproductive Justice Collective! Representing Black women, yeah. I stand here. I stand here representing Black mamas. Yeah. I stand here. I stand here representing Black lives. Yeah. I stand here representing the Black South. Together, we've stood here before. Literally four years ago, we stood in this very spot, rallying around the same issues that I have gathered this here today. In Texas, HB2 targeted abortion providers threatening 80% of clinics directly impacting our Latinx folks. And here we are again, fighting against what's already been proven as unconstitutional. They keep coming for us, but we keep fighting. Today we fight for Louisiana. Today we fight for our human right to bodily autonomy. Today we fight for the right to self-determine our reproductive lives. Something black women have controlled since we were brought to this country. Today, we fight for choice. Today, we fight to simply be left the fuck alone. We
4: fight
0: to determine From these attacks, the Trust Black Women Partnership was formed by Sister Song and other black-led organizations. Ten years later, we still trust black women and donate to their organizations. Fund those who are in the South doing this work on the ground every day. And if you need help finding out who they are, let me name a few. In Louisiana, we have Women with a Vision. In Georgia, ARC Southeast. Spark Reproductive Justice Now. Feminist Women's Health Center. In Tennessee, Sister Reach. In Mississippi, Mississippi in Action. The National Network of Abortion Funds. Abortion Care Network, and the Community Midwives National Alliance. It is through these leaders that we will achieve reproductive justice. Thank you.
3: Let's keep it going for Son. Trust black women! Trust black women!
2: The lead plaintiff in the case is Hope Medical Group for Women, and... They were represented at the rally by Kathleen Pittman.
10: Thank you, everybody. I'm Kathleen Pittman, the administrator of Hope Medical Group for Women, the lead plaintiff in this case. And I promised myself I would not get emotional. Oh, well. I cannot tell you how moving it is to see all of you here, all of these faces rallying behind us, behind a small independent clinic in Northwest Louisiana. When we became part of this case six years ago, I never imagined we would be at the Supreme Court today. But of course, this case is actually about more than hope. It's about more than the women of Louisiana. This case is bigger than Louisiana. This case is about women across the country being able to access abortion in a real way, not just in theory. We all know a right you cannot access is no right at all. Running, running a clinic in the deep south means we are faced with constant new rules, new regulations designed to shut us down. In fact, Louisiana has more abortion regulations than any other state. But we've been around for 40 years and we'll keep fighting, tooth and nail, to stay open for our patients. (laughs) Our lawmakers claim, or dare to claim, that this law is about the, the interest of women's health. But we who provide abortion care No, that is simply not true. If they really cared about Louisiana women, why would we have the highest maternal mortality rate in the country? Unlike them, we actually do care. We care very deeply and we trust the women that we serve to make their own decisions about their bodies and their lives. The the women we see, the majority of whom live at or below the federal poverty level are already faced with barriers barriers, trying to access care. We're down to three clinics in Louisiana and with the the waiting period, transportation costs, childcare, time off work, time off school. If more clinics in Louisiana close it is simply going to put abortion care beyond the reach of many. So today we, st- we stood before the Supreme Court and asked the court to throw out this unconstitutional law to hold up precedent that was set just four years ago. And on behalf of Hope Medical Group and the women and families everywhere, we thank you for standing with us.
2: The Center for Reproductive Rights hosted the rally and Nancy Northrup spoke on their behalf.
11: What a great day. I'm Nancy Northup. I'm president and CEO of the Center for Reproductive Rights. And we are are so proud today to be representing the HOPE Medical Group for Women in the Louisiana doctors in this lawsuit because at the center of every case is a person who has the courage and willingness to stand up to an unjust law. And we are so proud that HOPE Clinic has done that just as we were so proud four years ago to represent Whole Woman's Health when they stood up to the unjust Texas law. And if I may just take a point of personal privilege, I'm so proud of Center Attorney Julie Rickleman today. And I am so proud of all of you for being out here today and standing up and making visible the incredible support for making sure that every person has access to the ability to make the decisions about their health and their families and their future. Because you're here and because we are standing up, we know we're going to be able to go forward and not back. The Center for Reproductive Rights works to ensure that reproductive rights are protected in law as fundamental human rights by governments around the world. We envision a world where every person can live in equality, regardless of gender, where every person can make decisions about whether and when to get married, when every person can make a decision about whether and when to have children. Where every person can have access to quality reproductive health care, free from discrimination and and coercion. That is what we go into court to fight for every day. That's why we are at the Supreme Court today. And for those of us inside the courtroom today, it was a feeling of deja vu all over again. Because we already won this issue four years ago in Whole Women's Health. The law in Louisiana is not different than the law in Texas. It still has no medical purpose. It still would, in the case of Louisiana, leave only one clinic to serve a million women of reproductive age. So why are we back at the court? because there are states like Louisiana and others that are in open defiance of the Supreme Court's ruling and the Constitution. It is unacceptable and alarming that in 2020 we have to refight the legal battles that have already begun, been won. And we have to refight those legal battles that have already been won, because there are states, even in 2020, that are hell-bent on not allowing people to access reproductive health care. But here's one thing I know, is that we at the center are hell-bent, all of our colleagues in the movement are hell-bent, all of you are hell-bent on not letting it happen. We are not. We are not going back. We are tireless. We are determined. And we are going to keep fighting for everyone's right to life and dignity and health and the ability to control our own futures. Thank you.
2: The final speaker in the rally was Amy Hagstrom Miller from Whole Woman's Health. She was the lead plaintiff on the previous case that argued that these abortion restrictions were unconstitutional.
12: of Freedom Fighters, you guys look beautiful, absolutely beautiful sight to see, so uh, uh, this this is surreal, I have a lot of emotions and a lot of anxiety thinking about coming here today, Uh, I want to thank you for the warm welcome, your energy fuels both my disdain and my persistence for the fact that we should not be here again. As Renee said, my name is Amy Heikster-Miller and I run Whole Woman's Health and Whole Woman's Health Alliance. We provide care and center our work in the South and in the Midwest where fabulous, compassionate, determined abortion providers are needed most. And as Renee mentioned, I'm also a Supreme Court case winner. And today, Whole Woman's Health stands with June Medical and the Hope Medical Group. We are proud, independent abortion providers and we stand in the light. We are the clinics that lead this country forward and that fight these bad laws every day. Four years ago, actually almost to the day, on these very steps, all of us, many of you and us, everybody who's here, were here leading this same fight for Texans. We were pushing back against House Bill 2 that time, a law designed to make it virtually impossible for providers to offer compassionate abortion care for our mothers, our sisters, our cousins, our neighbors, our coworkers, church folks, and people just like you who, when faced with unplanned pregnancy, make the decisions that are best for our lives. And then again on these very steps, in June 2016, the Supreme Court ruled in favor and on the right side of history, affirming that abortion should be accessible and safe, and that House Bill 2 was medically unnecessary, burdensome, and flat-out deceptive. And yet, here we are again, an almost identical set of abortion restrictions. We're back here doing the same thing for the people of Louisiana. But why? We should not be here again. These cruel attacks on our lives will not stop. And it is precisely because of that that we must be here. Every single time they design restrictive laws that oppress us and take away our rights, guess what? we will be here in this very spot, doing what we collectively do best and with the same rigor. Listen, we won in 2016 and we will win again in 2020. I firmly believe that it is because we won, because we moved the ball so far forward in the Whole Woman's Health case, that they're coming for us. Of course they are. They're going to try and narrow the scope of Whole Woman's Health Standard and they're going to try to chip away at it. Why? Because we did damn good work. We can't be surprised by their tactics, but we sure can be angry. The fact is, we need liberation for everyone, y'all. They've made abortion a political fight and that's a shame. They're jeopardizing our lives and it must stop. So as I stand here in front of all of you in the same place I stood in 2016, it brings me joy and it also brings me hope. Hope that we will continue to be bold. Hope that we will continue to be loud. Hope that we will continue to be angry and hope that we will continue to be unapologetic and build community while we fight to ensure that abortion is safe and accessible for all people. Thank you from all of us at Whole Woman's Health and Whole Woman's Health Alliance. Thank you from the thousands of families we have had the honor and privilege to provide abortion care for. People across this country thank you for being such fierce and fabulous reproductive freedom fighters. In closing, I ask you to please support the Louisiana Independent Abortion Providers whose clinics are at stake with this trial by donating to KeepOurClinics.org. And let's win this thing again!
4: (laughs)
2: The Supreme Court will consider the arguments heard this week as they prepare a decision to be released in June 2020. A link to the full rally video from the Center for Reproductive Rights is in the show notes. Radio listeners can find it on our website at ProChoiceOhio.org. For NARAL Ohio, I'm Gabriel Mann. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.